We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 308 here on a Saturday at News Talk, 830-WCCO. College football and the Major League Baseball season converging today. Minnesota Golden Gophers played a game today at Huntington Bank Stadium, and they rolled over Western Illinois. Uh, the final 62 to 10. Tanner Morgan, 14 of 18, 287 yards and a touchdown. Mo Ibrahim, 23 carries, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Chris Ottman Bell, five receptions, 118 yards. Minnesota now 2 0. Western Illinois falls to 0-2, so the Golden Gophers open with a couple of teams they should beat, and they did beat, and uh, they move on. Colorado is up next in the non-conference schedule, then it's on to the Big Ten season, and uh, some have the Minnesota Golden Gophers being a title contender in the Big Ten West. We'll, We'll see about that, but the Gophers win. Other finals involving Big Ten teams today, uh, Duke beat Northwestern 31-23. to Penn State rolled over Ohio 46-10. to Number three, Ohio State uh, was a winner as well. And we'll have a complete rundown of all the scores a little bit later on here on News Talk E3O-WCCO. And we're pleased to be joined by Mike Hansen and... Mike is the director of the Office of Traffic Safety with the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. Mike was a longtime trooper and took over as director in 2017. Mike, it's been a while. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing very well. Good to talk with you again, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, good to visit with you. And, and Mike, I thought, well, we're, we're heading into autumn, and before you know it, uh, uh, snow will be flying in these parts and we'll be in, involved in winter driving conditions. But more right now I want to talk about uh, what I'm seeing on the road and, and some of the reports. Uh, we, we've touched on this before. Uh, the motor vehicles that are being built today and sold today have never been safer with all the equipment, anti-lock brakes, airbags, uh, collision avoidance systems, all of these sorts of things. But uh, I, I get the sense that that uh, the, the the drivers are the ones that are causing the problems. One of the biggest being excessive speed. You're exactly right. You know, not only are the cars built safer than they've ever been built before, they're also built with, uh, in many cases, more horsepower than they've ever had before. And you know, when we look at our crash stats, and you know, we try and you know dig into what we're seeing. You know, it, it still comes back to that common denominator that the leading cause of motor vehicle crashes 
is human error. And um, the most significant causal factor we continue to see in Minnesota and across the country is excessive speed. And, you know, you've probably heard me say it before, Steve, that, you know, speed is the one thing that every driver is in control of at every moment they are behind the wheel. And we need to hit a reset button and remember that the speed limit is there for a reason. And we have to drive according to that limit and according to the existing traffic and weather conditions. As you rightly mentioned, our second season is just around the corner. Um, and it, there's never, uh, you can never prepare for that soon enough. Yeah, and uh, let's, let's start with the speed factor. My, my commute changed um, about a year ago. I, I was traveling from northern Hennepin County down to southern Hennepin County, Champlin to Eden Prairie, uh, five, sometimes six days a week uh, for, for my job in the printing business. And I, I spent a lot of time on 494 or 169 or even Highway 100, depending on construction over the years. Now I have a short commute. I drive down to Brooklyn Park for my full-time job. So I'm not even on the freeways during the day. But when I was traveling to the fair or, for that matter, down to the State Amateur Baseball Tournament, uh, I made a trip down to Dundas two Sundays in a row, uh, all the way down 35 and, and, and went over to Dundas. By the way, great town, great little ballpark there. Beautiful I, I was, town. Yeah, I was just amazed by how fast some people are driving on the freeways and, and weaving in and out. It, it, it really is incredible, Mike. It's not only incredible, um, it's terrifying. When you think about the amount of kinetic energy, um, you know, let's take, you know, your your average SUV, you know, 3,500 to 4,500 pounds, or your average pickup truck, 4,000 to 5,000 pounds. And and you're pushing that that bullet, for lack of a better term, down the road at 70 or 80 or even faster than that miles an hour. Uh, the kinetic energy involved there is is just unbelievable, and the damage and the injury that it can cause um, is also the consequence of those decisions. And I'll say it again, those selfish decisions that some drivers are making, not all drivers, but some drivers. Um, traffic flow is safest and works best when it's flowing like a, a smooth-flowing river. Everything is going along at the same pace. Um, there's not a lot of rocks or eddies in the way to interrupt that traffic flow. But when we, we, we run into those areas where uh, either uh, we run into the rapids where somebody's going way too fast or you run into that slower area where somebody's going too slow, that's really where we have the significant issues. And right now, it's on the fast end of that spectrum that's causing us all of our, our problems on our roads and the needless deaths that continue to take place even today. Yeah, and I, the the one thing I was wondering, in, in one particular circumstance, it was almost all the way home from the fair, and I was on Highway 10, crossing over the river and getting on 610, and there, there was a particular driver driving very, very fast. Hard to estimate, uh, with your experience as a state trooper and, and in your job, it, it had to be 90 miles an hour, at least 90 miles an hour, weaving it in and out off Highway 10 over to 610. In that circumstance, what can a motorist do? Can they ultimately call 911 and report something that's so egregious like that? That's exactly the, the criteria you want to focus on there, Steve. 
Um, if you literally fear that somebody's driving conduct is likely to result in a crash um, that will result in injury and or death, um, if it is that life-threatening situation, then by, by all means, call 911. Um, law enforcement will do the best they can with the resources that they have uh, to try and get somebody in, in position. And, you know, I remember some of the, the most egregious driving complaints that, that I would feel, you know, uh, back when I was in law enforcement, you know, those were people that really did need some extra attention in order to change their behavior. And when, when an, an ordinary citizen such as yourself takes the time to call in and report really dangerous driving conduct, that's something that law enforcement can and does take seriously. Um, and in the event that they can have somebody in position, they will take action on that um, and hold that driver accountable for putting everybody else in danger on the road. By the way, Mike Hansen is joining us from the Office of Traffic Safety with the Minnesota Department of Traffic Safety, and he's been good enough to join us over the years. And today on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, and if you have a question for Mike, uh, rules of the road here in the state of Minnesota, feel free to uh, contact us. The number is 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226, and that is good for a call or a text. So uh, w- once again, uh, I- I'm not spending as much time on the freeways as, as I once did, but, uh, boy, when I do, it-, it it really is extraordinary. Another thing that's been going on, and this, this has been an ongoing campaign, and that is distracted driving. And, and the new hands-free law. Um, are, are we seeing that pay dividends, Mike? We are. We're, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to take time, as it does when any change, significant change in legislation kicks in. Um, you know, the most recent uh, closest example was when we passed primary seatbelt in 2009. You know, it took about four or five years for us to really start to see the significant benefits uh, of that law and see our compliance rate, you know, break 90%. Um, we're seeing, you know, a gradual um, but a decline in the number of distraction-attributed crashes. Now, I have to put a little bit of an asterisk with that in that, you know, it's very difficult for a law enforcement officer in most cases to determine distraction. Um, you know, if, if a, a trooper officer or deputy pulls up to a rear-end crash where car one hits car two and pushes that into car three, um, it's a beautiful, clear day. Traffic conditions are moderate. You know, there's no real explanation for what happened. Um, you know, it, but without having, you know, the, the hard evidence, it's hard to classify, or in admission, it's hard to classify those as distracted. But what we look at in the serious and the fatal crashes that do have a much more extensive investigative history, we are seeing some declines in, in distraction attributed crashes. So there, there's, a, there's a bit of, uh, of good news on our horizon when it comes to that. But I think anybody would agree who spent any time driving around. We still see far too many people uh, who have gotten back into bad habits and they still have that phone in their hand. And remember, the law is very clear. The only way you can interact with that phone is in hands-free and voice-activated single-touch uh, mode. You can't have it in your hand. It's that simple. And uh, follow up on that, uh, we go to the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. Uh, Jane and Minnetonka. Jane, you're on the air with Mike Hanson. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. Um, Mr. Hanson, I think I might take a little bit of um, the other uh, look at this. 
I'm 72. I'm fun. I drive. But um, ever since, um, oh, the George Floyd events and whatever, where uh, we're short on police, nobody's stopping anyone um, for for much of anything. People are hands-free, using their, their hands and their phones. They are not hands-free, and it's constant. And you can tell because they're going 40 in a 65. They're not paying attention. They're going down the middle of two lanes. And I have the impression that maybe um, the highway patrol, the local police are told not to bother anybody for something as little as that because, you know, everyone has a gun. And um, I think it's really dangerous. And I would like your office to start putting out we don't talk unless it's hands-free. Jane, you make a, a couple of really great points there. And, and we do continue to message that hands-free um, communication. Um, and in, in every April, we have, you know, Distracted Free Driving Month, um, and that's part of our main messaging there. And every opportunity that I get, that Colonel Langer gets, or Lieutenant Shank, or, or, or any of the, the PIOs that I work with, to address that that distraction issue, we do emphasize that hands-free requirement in Minnesota. Some people have forgotten about it. Some people may not know about it, but we're doing the best that we can uh, with the resources that we have to get that word out there. Now, on the law enforcement part of it, um, you know, COVID came along and many agencies, for very good reasons, had to limit the interactions that their officers had in order to limit their exposure to COVID in, in the early stages of that. Certainly, many law enforcement agencies are <clears throat> really significantly challenged when it comes to resources and staffing right now. And in the hierarchy of law enforcement calls, you know, obviously 911 calls have to get answered. And, you know, traffic is still important. And many agencies, many law enforcement leaders that I talk to regularly, they're doing the best they can to focus on traffic when they can. For the state patrol, I do know that. Uh, Colonel Langer and, and his crew over there have done a really great job this summer with a couple of specific projects. The HEAT project, where they are regularly on a, a multi-day-a-week uh, basis focusing on high-risk and high-speed roadways, and then their Project 2022, which has uh, targeted five high-profile events over the course of the summer with upwards of 10 to 15 or 16 extra troopers in a specific area. And the number of traffic stops and the number of citations issued by the troopers is, is substantially above what it was at this time last year. So um, you make great points, and we have a long way to go to uh, reinvigorate some of the traffic uh, law enforcement, um, but that, that's going to come when the resources are there. All right. Uh, very good. Thanks for the call, Jane, and the input. And by the way, if you have a question uh, for Mike, uh, feel free to call or text the program as well. 651-461-9226. Quick break. We'll come back with more uh, with Mike. And once again, he is the director of the Office of Traffic Safety with the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. He's joining us here on a Saturday News Talk. E3OWCCO. We continue with Mike Hansen, a former state trooper and the current director of the Office of Traffic Safety with the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. And he's been good enough to join us from time to time over the years and 
talk about things happening on our roadways and uh, good driving conditions today. We, we, we talked about excessive speed and what's being done, distracted drivers. Another factor in this campaign has been going on for a long time, and that is impaired drivers. And uh, this, this, this is certainly ongoing, but uh, the, the blood alcohol limit has been reduced. I know some European countries, and this has been brought up, have have gone down to .00. There's absolutely no tolerance, absolutely no alcohol in your system. Um, number one, how is the current law working? And, and beyond that, do you think we'll ever get to that point uh, here in the state, here in the country, where it'll be absolutely zero tolerance, where no alcohol is allowed, period? Oh, good question. Kind of a loaded one there, Steve. Um, yeah. First of all, I, I can tell you, we, we still, we continue to have significant issues with impaired drivers on Minnesota roads, and it's alcohol and then also drug-impaired drivers. Sure. Um, you know, during the pandemic, you know, alcohol sales, alcohol consumption went way up, and it, it's kind of stayed that way. And, you know, as a result, I think, you know, we're running almost a thousand DWI arrests ahead of where we were at this time last year. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's a bit of a troubling statistic, uh, for me to take a look at that we should be going in the other direction. If you think about it, there's really no excuse for anybody to get into some kind of a jam as a result of an impaired driving incident. There's just too many options out there from rideshare, um, in many areas of the state, um, you know, having a designated driver, a, a true designated driver who stays sober, um, having a place to stay or having arrangements to have somebody pick you up, um, it's just it's a matter of planning ahead and sticking to that plan. If you do that, you're not going to have an issue with an, an impaired driving arrest or, you know, heaven forbid, a crash of some type. And so that, that's, the, you know, kind of the alcohol part of it. Um, drug impaired driving continues to, to increase um, at, at a more significant pace than alcohol. And it's not, you know, just uh, oftentimes not just one substance, it's multi-substance uh, abuse that's taking place. And so uh, we're working very hard uh, to, you know, make sure that we have enough training out there for our law enforcement partners. And we also work hard with our court systems to make sure that they have the, the programs and the the, the DWI courts in place to help those uh, folks who really need that, that extra intervention to get them on a better path. Yeah. And, and talk- the, yeah. And I, I was just going to jump in Mike, and, and really is, as far as laws and laws are, are passed and policy, et cetera, there, there doesn't seem to be serious momentum anywhere in the country, you know, for the zero tolerance. We're at 0.08 at, at the moment here in the state right the closest we have in the united states to anything near that uh would be utah and a number oh like two or three years ago utah went to 0.05 and they've actually seen a, a, a measurable decrease in the number of impaired driving crashes that are taking place there um so we know the more science we apply, the more we know about how alcohol affects the human body. We know that as soon as you introduce alcohol or some other impairing substance, uh, there is some level of impairment that takes place. Now, what, what is the, you know, the, the bottom going to be? You know, most of the European countries are either, you know, zero to or no tolerance. Um, and, 
again, we can we can self-impose that by simply planning ahead and making sure that if we have to go from point A to point B after consuming, that we're doing it with somebody who's sober behind the wheel. Uh, Mike, before we run out of time here, and, and we sure do appreciate your time on this Saturday, we have brought this up before, and that is the specter of self-driving cars, that we're at some point in the future, the human element may be taken out of driving. And, and the idea being is that impaired or distracted or excessive speed, because ultimately it'll be turned over to a machine, we tell the machine, we need to go to work, and they take us to work on the most efficient route, the safest route, uh, abiding by the laws that are set by the, the community, the state, the, the federal government, whatever. And the, the, I, that, that seems like, wow, that, that's just great, but it also seems very far away. Steve, and it's a great point, and we could have a whole <clears throat> hour-long or two-hour-long show talking sure. about automated vehicles. I'll, I'll just try and summarize it. As, as my friend Colonel Langer says, technology will eventually save us from ourselves, but we're a long way from that. Currently, automated vehicle technology falls into five rating categories, um, with number one uh, being you know, simple cruise control, some of those, those minor driver assist systems. Level five is a fully autonomous vehicle, doesn't have any interaction with a human being. It does exactly what you just said. Right now, we are, in spite of of everything you may hear, we are toying with level two, which still requires constant human monitoring and intervention. We're not anywhere near the point where the technology can transport us without any human interaction or intervention uh, at all. The technology is rapidly evolving. I can't tell you if it's going to be here in 10 years, in 20 years, or in 30 years. But you also have to remember, we're, you know, the average age of our fleet out there now is about 12 or 13 years. So even when automated vehicles become the norm, we're going to have 30, 40, or 50 years of a mixed fleet out there that we're going to have to deal with. And so um, while it, it, it's coming, and it will save lives, it will be a good thing when it gets here and is fully developed, We've got a long way to go before we're going to get there. And and finally on that, uh, in these vehicles that are coming out that have uh, more uh, computer-assist driving functions, et cetera, um, are, are they generally legal, the, the kind of thing where you see in some of these ads, I'm not going to name the brand, it's not important, where, where these, these people have their hands off the wheel and they're enjoying a conversation. I mean, what, what, what does law say about that at the moment? Well, you know, I can tell you from the, the Minnesota standard, you know, it, it is still the driver's ultimate responsibility to both okay. be in full and complete control of that car at all times. Irregardless of what driver assist system you're using, whether it's cruise control, adaptive cruise control, lane keeping, emergency automatic braking, whatever you're relying on, you still have to be fully engaged with that driving task because the technology is not developed yet to master every situation like a human being can. And so as good as the technology is and is evolving, um, it still requires that human to be fully engaged and ready to take action immediately. 
Well, Mike, always good to visit with you. Our time goes so quickly. Uh, appreciate all those calls and texts that we got on the program today. We just didn't have time to get them all in uh, today. But, uh, Mike, hopefully we can do it again soon before the snow flies. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to do it, Steve. And uh, if anybody wants to reach out to me, they can at uh, DPS, Office of Traffic Safety, and I'd be happy to answer any questions for them. All right, there he is. Uh, once again, uh, the current director of the Office of Traffic Safety with the Minnesota Department of Public Safety, Mike Hansen, uh, joining us here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.